What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And joining me today to talk about his band Westbound, as well as probably a little bit of some of the other stuff that he's done in his past, is the vocalist of Westbound and a few other bands that I guarantee that you've heard, Mr. Chaz West. Chaz, how are you, man? All right, Chris. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. good. I'm, I I'm gonna. I don't know how to put this other than just saying it the way it is. Sure. I'm glad to see. That even though it's been a good amount of time since the release of Westbound, of Volume right. 1, I'm glad to see that you're finally getting it out there as a single and you're getting to play some shows with this. Right. And I, I and, and you've seen this with a hundred other bands, I'm sure. Right. This was one of those the, those releases that came out that really got swallowed up by COVID. Yeah, it, it really did. I mean, we had a few months to be able to do some touring and we made some noise and, and sure. had some really great impact. and. And, um, but then all of us, and I had a bigger agent for 2020 and everything. And then right. boom, everything stopped. So it's almost like starting all over again. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's great that, you know, I, I know a lot of bands, they're taking whatever they had done in 19 or 20 right. and they're just saying, okay, lost album done, you right. know? And I, I personally thought that this record was very, very strong from you. And, you. and I thought that even, even now that a couple years have passed, I don't think enough people knew that it was out there to where it's going to feel old to a lot of people. Is that fair? Right. Well, that, I agree. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you're on the same page because that's why I thought it's, it was important to get this back out there again and go out there and promote it even more because it you know, really didn't get a fair shake. We just started, like I said, to make some decent you know, noise, some impact, and okay, we had a great reception, and then all of a sudden we were shut down like everybody else. So yeah, yeah, so it's, no question. As John Lennon saying, like starting over. So, yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, well, Chaz, for people that are not aware of Westbound, Westbound is a um, somewhat of an all-star project. I will say it's a it's a it's an all-star project of of session stars right. as well as yourself. I mean, Correct. you're not you're not much you're not as much of a session guy as as well, like Roy or Brian. But, you but, have, but I mean, right. but you're still a you're still a get out there and be on tour oh, yeah. and be in a band. Absolutely. Guy That's what where, I'm used to. Yeah. Where like Roy is way more production and stuff oh, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, so yeah. Why, why don't we start there? Why don't you give everybody a little history on Westbound, how it came together and how this collaboration of guys fell into place to form 
you know, what I think is, is one of the better pure rock bands that's out there today. Thank you. I appreciate that, Chris, those kind words. Um, well, it was Frontiers Music. It was Serafino, the president of Frontiers Music, came to me. Um, he'd known of my background with Bonham, the Jason Bonham band, and so sure. forth, Foreigner and Lynch Mob and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I did a record with the Resurrection Kings, which is right. Vinnie Apice and Craig Goldie and Sean McNabb. And he said, I just love your voice and I love your ideas. I want to do something with you. I said, that sounds great. So, you know, after some negotiating and back and forth, I eventually, he agreed, I want to have a producer writer with me, you know, to okay. work with me. He agreed mm -hmm. on that. And so I suggested Roy Z. He had a couple of people in mind and I sure. brought in Roy Z and he was all for it. And Z was on board because he's my old friend, you know, sure. and we'd played together before and worked together before on Tribe of Gypsies. So, um, that's how it came about. And then I decided, you know, this is my shot to have my own band, like David Coverdale did with Whitesnake sure. or something to that effect. And I said, okay, I want guys that are really, that have it, you know, on stage in the studio, but also are, you know, our bros, our mates, you know? Sure. And so I brought Z in, we did the writing and, and the record went great. Of course, I brought my buddy Chili in, Dave Chili Moreno on drums, who uh, play with, he plays with Puddle of Mud also. Sure. And then I found Jimmy Burkhard um, through Stephen McGrath, who is the bassist for Billy Idol's band. Right. And I was like, this guy's amazing. It's like, he's <laughs> like my own Jimmy Page, Joe Perry, and I've been looking for, you know, it really. And, uh, and then Jason Cornwell I'd known because I'd done some other stuff with him, you know, from on the East Coast in, in New England area. So I decided because I wanted a real band, not just a right. bunch of guys that are playing in five other bands and, you know, I'll do the record and then you'll never see me again. Sure. <laughs> you know, that happens. I understand everybody's got to make a living. So that's that's how it came about. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got out, it came out and we did some touring. I mean, we had some really great reaction and really, really, you know, started to make some serious impact. and. And everything was shut down. So right. here we are again. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, I hired a promotional company and publicist. And I was like, you know what? I want to give this a fair shake. <laughs> We're going to do another record. Definitely. Great. Excellent. You know? and, and, you know, Frontiers does their certain amount of promotion. And, you know, for like, a, you know, a short period of time. But, you know, that was a while ago. And since then, as we know, nothing has happened. Sure. Until the recent you know, what, past three to six months. And even then it's been start, stop, start, stop. Sure. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's still, we're still dealing with this. So that's why I thought, okay, but I feel that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and this is the time to go back out there again and sure. give this another shake before I put a second record out for Westbound. Right. So there you go. Right. No question. Well, right. well, and you know, Chaz, one of the things from listening to volume one anyway, the one mm -hmm. thing that really stands out to me is the band concept of it not not so much the band itself right. but just the feel of the songs i mean sure. the, it feels like a rock band it doesn't feel like an mp3 tree right. which we've heard so many exactly. of in the last five years i mean songs like dance of life the single and you know the the song that you're pushing right now right. has that very zep sort of right. groove well, that, that you can my listen. background you know well, so, sure yeah but but the thing is is about it as well as as everything on the record none of it feels like a copy of anything it feels 
original and organic. And right. correct me if I'm wrong, because you've played it and I haven't, but it's the kind of music that you could be on stage and fuck up a little bit and it's still okay. I you know, it, absolutely. That, you know, that's rock and roll is not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed right. to be a little loose, but tight, but loose, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, actually, it's funny. You mentioned Dance of Life. That was the first song that Roy Z and Dave Chili Moreno and myself wrote together. We were in a little room. Z and I had a, most of the idea. But then we went in with Chili. It's always better with a drummer because I'm right. telling you, they, they just they take it to the next level. And uh, and it was like we finished that song probably in an hour, you know, or, wow. or less. And I had some I had most I had the melodies. I had most of the lyrics. And then I, I just got more inspired as we played it finally as, you know, three piece just in a little room. Yeah, sure. So now, now you know, I, I'm always curious with you, Chaz, just because your history right. has had unbelievable drummers in it. You know, yeah. more a lot of bands, a lot of people, they, they usually have the great guitar player, which you've right. had that as well. But I mean, right. when you look at Jason Bonham, Brian Tichy, um, Vinny Apice, yeah. you know, you, you look at this list, it's yeah. literally a laundry list of like the greatest, the greatest guys of the last 30, 40 years. Right. How important is that for you as a writer, knowing that you, whatever you write, you have somebody behind that can lay in a bottom end that will fit you. It means a lot to me, actually. And ever since, you know, look, I was fortunate enough to, you know, be the vocalist with Jason Bonham Band, with Bonham, the son of sure. <laughs> legendary John Bonham. And ever since then, I mean, I was like, this is the kind of drummer I need. Right. <laughs> always, always. And, and, and you know, and I'm very grateful to Jason, but because of that, and I guess I had the pipes, you know, that mm -hmm. all of a sudden all these major drummers, like you mentioned, Vinny Apice, Carmine Apice also, sure. you know, uh, you know, the list goes on. Um, they all wanted to play with me, you know, right. I, I, and Tish, you know, Tish and I became, you know, bros um, doing the Bonzo Bash. And uh, and the list goes on from there. I knew James Kotak and other guys, but even since then, Stephen Perkins and so that really helped me out a lot. Right. You know, it was like, wow, if he's if the son of John Bonham hired him and he's been a couple of records and toured around the world and they saw some stuff, they're like, I want to play with him. You know, sure. <laughs> you know. You no, so, you're you're right, man. And, and it you really know, helped. Yeah. It, 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 it just listening to any of your stuff, there is such a huge bottom end to all of it. You know, which is, Absolutely. which is is so fun to listen as a fan. It's just fun to listen to because it just right. shakes your headphones or shakes your stereo or right, whatever right, you're listening right. to. I got you, man. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I've always thought is that the projects that you've done have mm -hmm. always seemed to kind of not get the attention they were due you know i i thought resurrection kings was excellent i still hold frozen summer as one of my top 10 records ever i Thank love you. i love that record that's man. a great record right three-legged dog yeah yeah i mean absolutely i love that, it that's such a great record yeah and, and it's funny because we'll play it on classic metal show we'll play you know frozen summer the song or right. um uh, what's the other one? Keep on hanging on, or whatever the one the one song is. Um, oh, oh, uh, uh, rain on my parade. Rain on my parade. Yeah, yeah. We'll play great. that. Jimmy, the late great Jimmy Bain and I pretty much wrote sure. that. Yeah. But what's amazing is what is that album? Twenty years old at this point. No, not, that, 15, not that. About fifteen years. 15. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We play it on on the show. Really? Every time we play it, we get the same reaction. Who is that? That that kills. That's awesome. 
Who well, that's is it? Cool. That's and, really cool, Chris. But yeah. but it's 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 cool, but it's sad because I it's know. like it's like people should. There, there's been you hear this, I hear this. There's yeah. been a million great bands that have come out in the last 15 years, right? And nobody knows them. You're right. You know, only a few. There's a handful, yeah. but that's about it as far yeah. as rock goes. I think it's slowly coming back though, because I notice even kids now are more into hard rock. They're not sure. just listening to the pop and the hip hop, you know, and I'm not mm. saying that all of that's crap. A lot of sure. it is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, and it's good to be open and versatile and open-minded as far as music goes. But I do notice like even kids and I, and I, and I gotta say like bands like Greta Von Fleet, why they're not necessarily my favorite, but they're, they're, they're the, their fan base's age. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, as opposed to, you know, older guys like my, myself and the other people I've played with, or, you know, maybe more like their older siblings or parents, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that has have definitely helped because I see teenagers, you know, walking around now because of that, they've listened now to the older stuff. They're like, wow, I love this band. You know, they sound sure. kind of like, like you said, Led Zeppelin or a little Aerosmith, like Dirty mm -hmm. Honey. I love Dirty Honey. Yeah, you know, like they're like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses. And, you know, I mean, there's a few others. I've always loved Rival Sons. I'm, sure. You know, it took them years to finally break here. They really broke mm -hmm. in Europe first. But, and I always thought they had like a bad company, a little sure. bit of Montrose and a touch of Zeppelin in there. So these kids, and I even see their t-shirts to walk around, Zeppelin t-shirts, Aerosmith t-shirts, you know, Deep mm -hmm. Purple. I mean, you know, and of course, Motorhead and Judas right. Priest. And, you know, and, and it just gives me hope for the future sure. of rock that, okay, it's not dead. It never was dead, but right. it definitely, we got swept to the side and it mm -hmm. was kind of, you know, all about pop and hip hop and that was it. Sure. You're right, as far as the major labels and, and you know, budgets go, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, the, in, the it's an interesting concept when you really look at it. Right. The era you came up in, you know, the when Bonham hit, you know, right. was obviously that hair metal era where everything well, was. Uh, we came just at the end of that. And then we right. went into the grunge thing. And because it's the son of John Bonham and got the whole Zeppelin thing. Sure. We kind of still kept up with Soundgarden and Alice mm -hmm. in Chains, and, which I love those bands. Sure. You know, um, so we still did OK for a bit, you know. Sure. Sure. So, I, I mean, my, my thought, though, is that. You you guys were right in at, at the near the end of it and into the grunge era, but it right. was still the image right. era. Absolutely. It was very much the image era, and it's funny how now it's only about image, and it killed off what created it in a exactly way. Exactly right. That was the nail in the coffin. I'm not going to mention the band's names that I think <laughs> that really put the nail in the coffin for a good twenty years. But yeah, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and we were never that way. I mean, Bonham was never, sure. even before that. I mean, yeah, you got to look good and, you know, and, and part of it is, you know, uh, aesthetics. And But we were, nev were never super, super into the moose abuse hair thing, sure. you know. We were just like, okay, look cool, but, you know, just be be cool rock and roll. We don't have to be, you know, put more makeup on than most women and, and right. <laughs> whatever. That's your thing. I love the New York Dolls, you know, right. whatever. That's, you know, that's cool, you know, but. That wasn't where I was coming from. So, mm -hmm. and I found guys that were kind of, and thank God Jason was the same way. And the other guys, you know, uh, in the band. And even before that, the bands I had, we we're all kind of in the same place. Like, yeah, I don't want to be that glammy. A little bit is okay, but not sure. too much. 
A little bit for the girls. Okay. <laughs> you know, but right. not too much. You know? Sure. Well, so, and, and yeah. the unique thing about the bomb band specifically was unlike right. all those other bands that were playing to be on MTV, I think you guys were on TV to get people to buy the records. And I Correct. think there's a difference. I think there's a, there, there is definitely a difference. I'll say poison. Cause I don't want you to name anybody, but oh, they're poison. Some of those guys I, are friends of mine. You know, oh, I sure. love Ricky. And, and they it. were, they were image first, music second. Right. And you know, for them, it was all about the next video's got to do more plays and and right. concert tickets than the last video. Right. And where I think I I always thought anyway, and tell me if I'm wrong, I always thought that Bonham was you guys put out a video to prompt people to buy the record or buy the cassette or buy Absolutely you know right. And and, and we were I all think, about the music first. Sure. And I think that's music. why that's more timeless now. It, it's so interesting to see that with the rise of the bands that you named, Rival Sons, Dirty Honey. Um, and even Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. All know? of those bands, you're seeing the bands that didn't get the full run in the late 80s, early 90s. Their records are starting to get, at least Spotify-wise, no, lots and lots right. of play. It's revivals, uh, and it's that's what I'm saying. I and I give a lot of credit to bands like Greta Von Fleet and mm -hmm. and you know and Dirty Honey because it's made the younger audience even appreciates or listen to some of the older stuff. They're like, sure. you know, those those records that my parents had. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's one of the old people's music. Then all of a sudden, whoa, this stuff's great. You know, right. and. And like you said, because you got, you know, platforms like Spotify and, and others that, so it makes it easier for them to check this out, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so I definitely think that I see a revival and that's why I say, I think, you know, the future for hard rock, rock and roll metal is, is much, is looking a lot brighter. Let's put sure. it that way. Definitely. But, yeah. No doubt. Now, now Chaz, you're, um, you're, you're doing, you're putting your toe in the water, I guess we'll call it for right now. You've got <laughs> Not a couple the first of, time, but right? yeah. <laughs> you've got a few dates coming up at the end of next week. Um, talk a little bit about that. Is this just feeling it out, seeing how it goes or is there more to come behind it? Or do you have to kind of wait like everybody else? Can you not be risky enough to really go out there and say, okay, we're going to go do four weeks on the road and, and play well, shows. Well, I'm working at that right okay. now. That's pretty much been put off and discouraged till late spring, summer, to be quite okay. honest, with what's going on. Sure. You know? um, I wasn't even, this, 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 this little weekend thing has been postponed twice. So mm -hmm. I was just praying it wasn't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I postponed it the last time. It was a, We were supposed to do it at the end of November, and there was some issues, and well, the promoter and and, uh, and you know one of them ended up passing it was you know pretty sad sure yeah yeah so i said you know what let's just fucking put this off until you know let's say january and the me reason i picked this week because normally this is the week of nam out here right. in california in anaheim and i thought you know everybody's you know usually at the after the holidays and everything everybody wants to do something musically or they want to get out there and hear some good rock and roll and this is obviously pre-pandemic but still right. i thought yeah, let's go do it that weekend. And so, yeah, it is get, to get out there again and show everybody the band is still together. And, you know, we're still, you know, I mean, we, we made it through. And and uh, that, that's the way to start things off. I did a couple of shows the end of last year just okay. here in California. I did a couple in Northern California. And then we sold out the Viper Room in October. Okay. And then that was all we were able to do. 
Sure. So, so this is kind of, we haven't been to the East Coast. Bloody hell, I think it's the end of the end of 2019, beginning mm. of 2020. That's how wow. long it's been. It's like two years have just flown by. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Almost. So, uh, so that's why, yes, there's definitely more to come. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get this out there again. Sure. And, and you know, with a re-release of a single, because as you said, that, you know, that was eons ago, yeah. you know, two years ago. So, uh, so I thought, yeah, let's, let's just tie it all in. And then so we can really make a bigger push later in the year into next year and do another record also. But that's, I'm putting that on the back burner for now. Right. Because as I said, I feel like everybody's been, it's kind of rewind (laughs) two years almost, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy how long it's crazy that two years have passed. That's oh, the, I know. That's, I that's the insanity. I can't of it. fucking believe it. I'm like, in March it's gonna be two years. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's nuts, but right. you know, I, I'm curious since you said you have played some shows. I talked to um Kevin Martin from Candlebox. Oh, um, I like two, Kevin. three He's months. A great ago. guy. Great guy. But he told me he I, I caught him on tour and right. um he told me that this was the first time touring for him wasn't fun. He said that it, it, it was the first time ever it felt like a job because of all the COVID protocols yeah. and all the keeping safe and you, you can't interact with the fans you, the way you'd like to, well, you know, true. all that stuff. Have you experienced that or do you anticipate that? I haven't experienced too much of it yet because, like, I just played a couple of little shows. One of them is in Northern California, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine owns the venue. It's a smaller place, and um, and it was also like a bit of a vacation holiday kind of thing okay. for my band. And it was in Mammoth, and then the second Viper, yeah, a little bit of that, but not too bad. I mean, uh, even though it's a small room, not everybody's wearing a mask. I'll tell you that right. much, you know. And of course, I was, you know, I just made sure my whole band was safe and protected and and we were okay um yeah you've ever been to the viper room it's a smaller place and it's really it's not the kind of place you can really do a meet and greet kind of thing you do like it's more underground and you know but it was cool so a little bit do i anticipate more absolutely um and and in some ways i understand and respect that as long as it doesn't go overboard um You know, I mean, uh, where, but where I'm on is, the fence, you know, where, I mean, where, yeah, I was going to ask, where's the line? I mean, is the yeah, line that where you don't is the go, line? Do you not go to the merch table now and take every photo and shake every hand? Do you, right. you well, know, I, I learned I, to fist bump. Thank God I okay. always did that. I always did that before anyway. So, right. yeah, you know, um, so you do the fist bump thing and I'll always take a picture. You know, I feel just everybody, if you, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do with their own body, with their own stuff. But I feel if you're safe, I mean, and you're you're smart, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. you get vaccinated or, you know, unless, you know, you're really, but even then you're you're risking it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You are risking it. You are. Okay? And I know people that have gotten it, including myself, but, you know, with because I was smart and took care of, I only got a cold. Most people mm-hmm. that are hospitalized or dying have, were unvaxxed. Not all. Yeah. Some of them had other underlying health conditions and obesity, diabetes, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's the truth, okay? And it doesn't have anything to do with fucking political sides, you know? Yeah. You know? No, so I don't want right. to get political. I do not want to get yeah. political. <laughs> no, I get but, it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, 
you know, I mean, just be smart so we can go back to having things normal or as close to normal as it can be in this day and age after what we've gone through. Sure. You know, so people, we can get out in the spring and summer. Everybody can get out and enjoy concerts and festivals and like, you know, like we did, you know, I mean, honestly. You know, I, I've said to people for for a while now, right? And, and and this is such a simple thought, and I and I don't know how it gets lost in the mix. When you had the flu two two years back, beyond the the, the simple logic was don't feel well, stay home, stay home, exactly. stay home. That's it. If everybody would just do that, if everybody right. was like, well, if if you don't feel well, you got a cold or whatever, right. stay home because you know now a. a a little cold can actually be a deadly cold for people. Right. If people would just do that simple thing. Right. You you're don't abs- feel well, stay home. You know, on. and that doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed or whatever. Right. If, if you just don't care feel about well, others, stay home. Stay home. And I you did. Know? Like, I just got over yeah. it a, a week or so. And it was just a cold. I was yeah. very fortunate. But I did. I quarantined. You yeah. know, I was like, it's the right thing to do. I didn't feel ill at all. Maybe, okay, one day I had a bit of the chills and mm-hmm. the hot flashes i felt i was going through menopause right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no and uh, and besides that it was you know it was just congestion it was a little cold and and, and i sure. was fine but it was the responsible proper thing to do to quarantine for at least five to seven days and i think sure. i went about 10 days you know mm. and then i tested negative I'm like okay great yeah there so, you go and and onward you, you go know. which means now you can have these shows at the end of next week which is correct because you got the antibodies in me so yeah you got it my friend nice yeah well, well, Chaz, obviously Westbound Volume 1 is out there. It's on all the streaming platforms that yep. people can hear the whole record, which I strongly right. encourage people to do. Right. You know, I, I mean, the thing that I like most about it, and I'm curious what you like most about it, but I like the fact that it's very clear who the influences are right. to me. You know, it's it's very obvious, the Led Zeppelin, the Bad Company, the Aerosmith, yeah. you know, all the all the hallmarks are there. Right. without sounding like you ripped any of it off. And that's hard Thank to do. You. That's harder to do than I think most people realize. I really appreciate that. That You hit the nail on the head. And you're right. It's kind of take all those influences and put them in a blender and mix yeah. it all up and then, and then put yourself into it. You know? Right. And, I, and I, I guess I can't help but having that come out because it's part of me. It's part of who I am. And the guys I picked to play with me are in the same headspace. And maybe they can even turn me on to some other things. But... You know, especially like with Z and I and, and you know, and Chili and Jimmy. It's like, okay, we're in that. And Jason, too. Boom. Right. So this is these are all the stuff we love. These are the kind of band we always wanted to be. I know, mm-hmm. you know, I did. So, so yeah. So I, I thank you. I guess we accomplished what we set out to do. Sure. So and, musically. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that volume two is going to be more of the same, correct? Absolutely. You know, sure. you never know. Sometimes you might, you know, take a shot and go in a little bit, one song or two. Oh, going a little off here. Right. But, you know, that it doesn't always work out. But, you know, it, that's part of of being a, a great band and, and great music is you got to take chances, you know. Sure. But, yeah, we know, I know pretty much the formula. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, just, just one question has nothing to do with you necessarily, but you obviously know Jason Bonham. Yeah. So what do you think when you see the the evening the the jle shows i i mean obviously they're huge i i've seen yeah, it six well, i've seen it six seven times it's it's a great show right and to me personally i wish jason was doing original music 
You know, I, I, I know it's a tribute to his dad and I, and, and right. he has to, I, I understand. Yeah, that. it's, and, and, yeah, it's part of his legacy. It's part yeah. of his, his, you know, um, and, uh, and that's cool, but he is, you know, he's doing the original stuff with Sammy Hagar with the uh, circle, but that's kind of Sammy stuff. You well, know? it is, you but know? he's, he's in the band, you know? Yeah. I'm just I thinking would, more like I when agree. you were with him, when Bonham, right. Right. you guys were writing some really yeah, good did. music and. When you look at Jason's career as well, the a last whole, record, Marty Fredrickson helped us a lot. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. But right. when you but when you look at Jason's whole career, it's been playing his dad's music, playing yeah. in Foreigner, playing yeah. in UFO. It's like this guy has a lot of talent outside of his immense right. heritage yeah. that I think doesn't get focused on maybe as much as it as it should. Fair? Right, right. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And then I would love to play, you know, play and write with Jace again someday, sure. you know, before we both leave this earth. I'm hoping that that would be a great thing, you know, if, if it was even just one record or, you know, a, a couple of shows, whatever. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'd love to do more than that. I'm open to it. He's sure. the one who gave me my first break. I wouldn't be here doing this if it sure. wasn't for him believing in me when I was a nobody kid, you know, I was an unknown, right. you know. Mm -hmm. I'd done, yeah, local stuff and, you know, but I'd never done a major record. I'd never done major touring. I'd done some, sure. you, know, you know, both original and cover stuff, but no, you know, so yeah, I'd totally be open to it and I get what you're saying. And I'm glad that at least he has the circle vehicles to show, you know, him doing some original stuff too. Mm. You know, he's a drummer. I'm not sure of how much uh, he's involved in the writing, to be quite honest with you. I don't sure. know. Um, but at least it's showing he's doing more than just playing Led Zeppelin songs. Sure. We did that too. Look, Bonham, mm -hmm. Jason Bonham band, now especially in the nineties, we had to, yeah. and I loved it. It was great. But you know, you're, there's that now there's just too many tribute bands. Mm -hmm. It's gotten ridiculous. Sure. And, you know, and I talked to a lot of these guys, I know a lot of them and I understand in some ways it's like, well, you know, we tried original and we can't make a dime. You know? right. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay us, you know, promoters are want to want us to sell tickets you know right. and things like that you know um mm -hmm. and so they're like so we decide well why don't we just be do this tribute thing and we can at least make some money and then and then so i get what, where that comes from but i think it's been uh, it's way overdone way yeah, uh, overdone. i'm with you i i i always feel you know? so bad for you guys right you know all of you guys that created the music that everybody else is making money playing now Right, right. You know, that's I the agree. that's the craziest thing of all of it is right. that you know pick a band, Bon Jovi, Poison, Rat, oh, whoever. All, there's, th there's tribute there's And there's 50. male versions and female versions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and but it's just sad that that those bands can't draw their own audience, but somebody right. playing their music, music will draw their own it's, audience. It's exactly insane. right. I agree. It's gotten ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I I, I I I agree with you completely. Sure, definitely. You know? Well, well, uh, Chaz. Obviously, man, you have the record out that is out there. It's been out there for a while, but it is it's still fresh to most people. So I Thank certainly you, recommend Westbound everybody go check it out. One. Volume one, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so definitely check it out. It's on all the platforms, and for God's sakes, buy it if you're 
if you're in any way a, a collector of anything physical media, buy it. Go to the shows. I'm imagining it's available at the shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yep, absolutely. Yeah, so we're, you, we're we're doing the three shows. Um, the first one in Chicopee, a place called Geraldine's. Okay. Played there before. We played there sure. when the record first came out. Um, a couple of months after, and then the second place, great place I played before, called the Vault. And that's in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Chicopee, Mass. Then New Bedford, Mass is the vault. Great place. They're really, really great people. Really nice professional venue. And then the third place is is, uh, a little place in, um, where is it? Milford, Connecticut, I think it is. Yeah. And, And that's more like let your hair down. Yeah, have some drinks <laughs> and, and and you know enjoy some raw you know rock and roll in your face music first right very good yeah. man so one more time the band is westbound volume one is the release there's show right. dates here next week make sure you if you're in the area you you definitely get out and check them out see some live rock and roll which none of us have seen enough of in the last two years and um, agree chat- <laughs> there you go yeah. and Chaz, it's, it's always great to chat with you man and thanks so much you for joining too, me Chris. on Chris presents thank you man it was great chatting with you again too oh and happy 22 yeah there we go that's right <laughs> exactly. happy new year bro all right man yeah. The Classic Metal Show now has all of our videos on Spotify. Simply look up and subscribe to the CMS Network on Spotify, and you'll get the audio and video podcast episodes each day from The Classic Metal Show. It's never been easier to watch or listen to Neely and Chris, so simply open Spotify, subscribe to the CMS Network, and enjoy The Classic Metal Show every single day.